Welcome to the Second Mom's Circle. I'm Dawn Baggett, your host, and as an adoptive mom myself and a post-adoption mom coach, I want you to feel welcome here as this is a safe space for you, adoptive moms who are maybe finding yourself in the gap. What is the gap? Well, the gap is something that I identified not only in my own life and my own family, but also in many, many others. And it happens that as adoptive moms, we often find ourselves in a gap with inadequate or even almost non-existent support and ineffective support in our roles as adoptive mom. It kind of feels like the rug is just pulled out from under you sometimes. So if that's something that you can relate to, let's dive in. Your inner circle, those who you're in close relationship with, those who you spend time with, those people who you are personally connected to. Ideally, These are all good relationships. Of course, we need breaks from each other, even in good relationships. Proverbs 25, 17 says, Let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house, lest he have his fill of you and hate you. Now, there are times we need a more lasting break with a person in a bad, toxic relationship. There are times when the other person is in a dangerous pattern of behavior from one of the following categories. So how do we know the difference? How do you tell whether you need shorter breaks or longer, even possibly permanent breaks in a relationship? I can't tell you exactly, but I'd like to share a bit of what I've learned in this podcast series, starting with 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, which says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Now some texts say abusive as we just read and some translate that blasphemous. So we're going to just go ahead and include both in our list of 18 categories. Now that's a lot and we won't cover them all in this episode. So let's just talk about some of them today. I said 18, 18, 19, depending on on how you look at it. So let's also note that this is not about forgiveness or about judging a person's status with God, but about our choice 
to be in relationship. These are different things. Also, I think we can look at this list and make note of red flags, paying attention as to whether a red flag occurrence is a continuing pattern or overall characteristic of that person and how they are just in general. We may need more intel to know if it's just an instance in a person of otherwise good overall character. Beginning with this last category, let's look at some of these off-limits people. So we want to have nothing to do with those who are, quote, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, unquote. So who are these people? The phrase having a form of godliness seems to speak of people who hold themselves out as Christian believers, even leaders, who aren't really living by faith. Now we're not talking about perfection here, but these people deny the power of God. Listen to how they talk or even pray. Do they exhibit real faith in God's power? Or is it just for show? So this group of people being called out here are not just folks wanting to enjoy, enjoy themselves as quote, lovers of pleasure, but their love for pleasure supersedes whatever superficial form of godliness they may have. Their idolatry of pleasure breaks the first of the 10 commandments, Exodus 20 verse three. You shall have no other gods before me. Now they deny the power of living a godly life and thus the power of God in their lives by living strictly for their own pleasure rather than to please God. God, however, actually provides for our enjoyment as stated back in 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 tells us, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Now, how about number 16, 17, and 18? Those are people who are conceited, rash, or treacherous. Here are some other verses to expand on these categories of people. Conceited, Galatians 5.26 tells us, let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Romans 12.16 tells us, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. How about people who are rash? Proverbs 13.3 tells us, those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Proverbs 20.25 20, says, it is a trap to dedicate something rashly and only later to consider one's vows. 
Acts 19.36 says, Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you ought to calm down and not do anything rash. And then we have treacherous. Psalm 25.3 says, No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Isaiah 24.16 says, From the ends of the earth we hear singing, Glory to the righteous one. But I said, I waste away, I waste away. Woe to me, the treacherous betray. With treachery, the treacherous betray. Are we getting an idea of what treachery is here? Isaiah 48, 8 says, You have neither heard nor understood. From of old your ears have not been opened. Well do I know how treacherous you are. You were called a rebel from birth. And Zephaniah 3, 4 says, Her prophets are unprincipled. They are treacherous people. Her priests profane the sanctuary and do violence to the law. And the last one on treachery, Acts 7 verse 19 says, He dealt treacherously with our people and oppressed our ancestors by forcing them to throw out their newborn babies so that they would die. I want to take a moment and mention something here. It can take God-given discernment to recognize whether someone belongs in these categories or not. We all do have our moments in which we fail to live up to our best self. We can and often do recover from them with God's help. Other times, there's long-standing patterns. We can't really know another person's heart but we can notice their patterns of behaviors and speech and the effects. We can take note of red flags. Red flags may not be enough to end a relationship and certainly we don't want to be unforgiving, but red flags that someone might be in one of these categories is a heads up to the need to be prayerful and watchful for a continued pattern of this type that defines how this person lives. And consider keeping things at arm's length until you have enough intel to make a decision about having any close relationship with such a person. Thank you for listening to this episode of Second Mom's Circle. You can read the companion blog post and more at the website at dawnbaggett.com. Also, please leave a review and follow the podcast if you found this valuable. I'm Dawn Baggett, and as always, keep learning, keep growing, and keep loving.